The New York Giants kick off their preseason game this Thursday against the New England Patriots. We're going to talk a little bit about what to expect, what to look for, and then some on today's Locked on Giants podcast coming at you next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Lachlan Giants podcast, part of the Lachlan Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Chena here with you. It is Wednesday's show, August 10th. Might be uh, watching the show a little bit earlier because I've been releasing the pods um, the night before, which I hope you've been enjoying. But uh, thank you for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. On today's program, we're going to be talking about the New York Giants preseason opener this Thursday against the New England Patriots up in Foxborough. Kickoff time is scheduled for, I believe, 7 o'clock. And uh, we're finally going to see something that looks like real football. And we're going to talk uh, on today's program about different things related to that game, including playtime, um, some perspectives that I think we need to have as we watch those games. And then finally, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Giants depth chart, which um, the unofficial depth chart, let me just back up and throw in unofficial in there. Um, that was released earlier this week. Uh, just some takeaways and some thoughts I have about that depth chart. Uh, for what it's worth. So all that coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. Again, thank you so much for tuning in as always. And as a reminder, by the way, tomorrow is Twitter Thursday. More on that later. All right, let's jump right in. Let's talk about um, the game. All right. So Brian Dable has said that the plan is to play the starters, which I think we can all agree needs to be done. But what Dable is, is planning to do, or actually is not planning to do, is he's not planning on capping how many snaps or how many reps or how many series these starters get. And I think that's a great idea. And here's why. Because a lot of teams, when they, they have the uh, preseason opener, they might play their starters for, I don't know, a series, two series. Sometimes they go a quarter or whatnot. And... That's fine if you've been in the same system with the same personnel for a number of years, but this is a brand new system for offense and defense for the Giants. And really, you know, with only three preseason games, they want to be able to take a look at what they have, how far they've come along. And you can only tell so much in the training camp practices, because after a while, you know, you're hitting your, your teammates and it's like, let's get some other guys in here. And, and go up against guys that we just don't know what they're going to do. So uh, Dable is basically going to allow his uh, starters on offense and defense to play as long as they need to in order to, to get a look at how far they've come along. And the other reason why this is so important, folks, is let's say, for example, Dable said, okay, you know what, I'm only going to play my starters for one series. And let's say the offense goes three and out. Hey, it wouldn't be the first time that the offense has gone three and out, right? Well, is three snaps enough to evaluate the starting offensive line or Daniel Jones or the receivers or the running game? Uh-uh, it's not. So I'm sure Dable does have a, a cutoff date or a cutoff uh, period, I should say. I don't believe he's going to let them play more than, a, than a, the uh, first half, but 
he's going to give everybody who's a, who's set to be a starter or a key role player they're going to get a good look and you know again with only three preseason games that's important to find out what you have all right so build up a, a decent sample size um, try out a few things that maybe, you know, you're not sure about from having practiced them. You're not giving away the store. You're not game planning, obviously, but see how they look. And now what are some of the things they're going to be looking for? Obviously with Daniel Jones and the offense, can they move the ball? That's always been a problem the last few years, but specifically with Daniel Jones, how is his decision-making now? You know, I'm going to talk about perspectives in the next segment, but Right now, folks, we cannot get carried away with statistics. Let's not get carried away with whether the Giants win or they don't win against the Patriots. You want to see, number one, do the Giants come out healthy, which is important. We all know this team's injury history. But more importantly, the decision-making. Is the decision-making good? And, And remember, this is also going to be Mike Kafka's debut calling plays. It's never done it before at the NFL level. So there's a lot to be said and a lot at stake that Brian Dable is going to have to evaluate from this preseason opener with the Patriots. Now on defense, Don Martindale, we we all know he wants to play aggressively, probably throw a lot of blitzes and whatnot. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do because, you know, with with an aggressive defense such as what Martindale runs, You live by the blitz and you die by the blitz. So again, it's not game planning. So it's not like, oh my gosh, you know, we're down 14 to nothing. We've got to lay off the blitzes because, you know, Matt Jones is carving us up. No, that's not what what it's all about. You want to get different looks. You want to see how different packages and combinations work. And above all, you want to sort out the bottom of your depth chart. Now, Martindale, when he spoke to the media on uh, Monday, I believe it was, yeah, it was Monday, Um, basically he said, you know, he's been pleased with the defense, but they're still trying to sort out some of the depth they have behind the starters. He mentioned inside linebacker is still a competition. Um, I'm sure cornerback, the depth of cornerback is still a competition. So they do have some things they need to sort out. And in this preseason game, as well as the, the following two preseason games against the Bengals and the Jets, hopefully they will get some of the answers to uh, these questions. All right. So bottom line, um, there will be some players that won't be playing uh, on, um, on Thursday night. Brian Dable said uh, basically because of injury situation. All right. So which giant players won't be playing on Thursday night? Obviously the guys on pup, Nick Gates, Matt Parrott, and Sterling Shepard, Aziz Ojulari, who's on NFI will not play. Ojulari is getting close, by the way, to returning from that hamstring strain. It could be next week that we see him, although I don't think we'll see him in the preseason at all. Uh, maybe maybe we'll see him in the, in the last preseason game if he's, everything's on schedule, but um, my guess is we probably won't. But anyway, also not expected to play Matt Breida, the running back, receiver David Sills, who has some kind of leg issue that popped up during the scrimmage. Ricky Seals-Jones, who has practiced just once all summer. We don't know what kind of ailment he has. Carter Coughlin and uh, Rodarius Williams. Austin Prohl probably won't practice because he was dinged uh, on uh, Tuesday's practice. And 
offensive lineman Joshua Izudu, who's been uh, limited or sidelined the last couple of days, is questionable at this time. So, you know, not a big list of Giants who aren't expected to play, but significant enough. And, you know, at this point in, in time, the Giants don't have to tell us who's dealing with what kind of injury. That'll come once the injury reports still ha- have to be officially filed. But uh, we'll see about some of these guys because um, some of them that I just read off had missed a lot of time. And, um, you know, I'm thinking in terms of Seals Jones and that tight end competition, which now suddenly is even more wide open behind Daniel Bellinger. Um, and also with um, Andre Miller, who was making a push for a roster spot going on the shelf with um, the broken wrists that he needs surgery for. for. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll take a look and we'll see how the depth charts play out um, based on how the starters and the reserves get their uh, snaps. And we'll see who gets snaps and who doesn't get snaps because who doesn't get snaps will be very telling. All right. Coming up in the next segment, some perspectives and things I want you to keep in mind when you watch the Giants on Thursday night. Stick with us. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked On Giants podcast. But first, Bet Online is the only place that offers the best information on the latest odds, contests, and player props for all your sports betting needs. No matter what sport you're into, betonline.net has you covered. Plus, they offer everything you need to know for live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head on over to betonline.net today to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the games start. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm Patricia Trena, getting you ready for Thursday night's Giants preseason opener at New England up in Foxborough. Um, kickoff is at 7 and uh, we're finally going to see some football, folks, some Giants football. So uh, very excited to see how everything kind of starts to fall together. Um, as a reminder for, the, for uh, us here on the Lockdown Giants podcast, tomorrow we will have Twitter Thursday. I do have now enough questions from y'all to do a show. And then on Friday, the plan is, get ready, folks, he's back. That's right. David Turner, former NFL scout, will be with me again this year. We'll be breaking down the Giants preseason games and regular season games. David did a good job last year um, helping to, helping everybody to understand what the Giants were trying to do, what where they were falling short and all that stuff. So he has agreed to come back and uh, you know join me for those shows. So we'll have that. And then the Giants are off Saturday. They return to practice Sunday. And we will be back with a new show starting Monday here on the Left on Giants podcast. So hope you will continue to, to stay with us. Um, we are talking, like I said, Giants at Patriots preseason game. Let's talk about some perspectives. And I call these PSAs, you know, kind of reminders that I like to give the fans who, you know, react one way or another over what they see in the preseason. Folks, first thing you have to remember. The game result doesn't count, all right? I don't care if the Giants go 0-3 in the preseason. That's not going to count against the regular season mark. What I want to see, and I'm sure a lot of you will agree with me, is their progress from week to week. Do they look better in week three than they did in week one? If they don't, we got a problem. I want to see decision-making 
All right. Is Daniel Jones making the right decisions with the ball in his hands? Or is he throwing into double and triple coverage for the ball to get picked off? That's not good. All right. Stats, you know, it's interesting. Stats are, I, I don't put a whole lot in, into stats during the preseason. And the reason why I don't, and I recommend that you don't, is because, you know, Daniel Jones obviously is going to, pro- could see the starters for the Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick hasn't said what his plan is, but let's assume that he's going to play his starters for a couple of series. And then, you know, he pulls the starters out. Well, maybe the stats against the starters isn't going to look as good against as the stats against the backups. And subsequently, as you see, you know, Tyrod Taylor come in and then Davis Webb, now you're talking about those guys likely going up against players who probably won't be on an NFL roster come September. So keep, you know, take the stats with a grain of salt. You know, it's all about decision-making. That's what the coaches are going to be looking for. Are they making the right decisions? You know, if Daniel Jones throws a check down when he should have thrown a, uh, you know, a 15-yard pass down the field, that's going to, you know, be one of the decisions that gets evaluated. All right. Um, Health. I mentioned that before at the top of the program. You don't want any injuries, all right? Um, I know it's difficult. Football is a violent game. Injuries are going to happen. But if you're the Giants, you want to come out of this game as healthy as possible. You don't want anybody, you know, having any season-ending injuries or any injuries that might potentially put them on uh, IR for the start of the season. And folks, may I also remind you, because I do get this question every year regarding injuries and and PUP and IR. Once a player has passed his training camp physical, he cannot go on PUP if he becomes injured. So for example, Dane Belton, some of you said, well, can they put him on PUP? No. The rule is, is if you start the, the summer on PUP, you can stay on PUP for as long as you need to until you pass the physical. Once you pass physical, if you go out and you practice and you get injured, there's only one way to go, and that's IR. So hopefully that clears that up. I know a lot of people get confused about that. Um, all right, other perspectives. You just want a smooth operation. You want to get a sense of, okay, how are the, you know, what, what's going to be some of the play calls in certain situations? You know, I mentioned Mike Kafka is going to be calling plays for the first time on offense for the Giants. And, um, you know, we talk about the players who are auditioning for Brian Dable. Well, Kafka's also auditioning for Brian Dable as well, because Dable has not decided beyond preseason who is going to call plays. I think it's going to be Kafka personally, but Dable has not made that decision. And he said he has not made that decision. So we still need to find out how that works. Um, the communication between the coaches in the, on the field and the coaches upstairs, that's going to be important. You know, like when to challenge a play, when to call a timeout, that sort of thing. You want that as smooth as possible. And we know that that hasn't always been as smooth as, as can be the last, you know, few years for the Giants. So just a lot of stuff you want to take a look at. And then there's the other factor that we need to pay attention to. And that is um, if you get a chance to familiarize yourself with the Patriots roster, who might not make that roster that maybe the Giants can pick up at a, at a position of need? You know, for example, is there going to be an extra offensive tackle that gets cut? Maybe the Giants pick them up 
and say, okay, you know what, we'll pick them up and we'll put them on our practice squad or we'll put them on our 53-man roster. So it's an opportunity also to, to scout the opposing team to see if maybe a guy gets picked up that, you know, they ran into, that they, that they played against. Right. So a lot can be accomplished for a game that really isn't going to count for anything in the standings. And uh, above all, folks, you know, like I said, we last saw Giants football in early January. And by that time, it was so bad. It was just hard to get through. It's hard to sit through. I don't know how good the Giants are going to be this year. I am optimistic that they're going to be better than they were last year. How much better, I can't say. But I, for one, am glad Giants football is coming back because it has been a long, long time. All right, coming up next, the Giants released an unofficial depth chart earlier this week. I'm going to have a few takeaways for you regarding that depth chart right after this. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I am Patricia Traina. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching the podcast or listen to the podcast if you're listening on our podcast platform partners, Odyssey, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we are, free and available to everybody. So happy again to be with you. All right. Earlier this week, the New York Giants released an unofficial depth chart. Now, let me just clarify something about this. The depth chart is called unofficial because it doesn't really come from the coaches. It is something that the public relations team puts together based on reps, based on, you know, I guess to a degree player input, maybe a little bit of, maybe some coaching input. I don't know how much, but it's not official because it's subject to change. And I know there are people out there who say, who cares? It's preseason. The depth chart means nothing. I disagree because it gives us an idea of where guys are in a competition. And yes, I just said that the coaches aren't, you know, basically signing off on this or blessing it and saying, yes, this is official, but it's still coming from inside the organization where people might have, you know, a little bit more insight than the the media, the fans and whatnot. So it's still something interesting to talk about. And um, I do want to mention a few things that uh, I took note of on the unofficial depth chart, and we'll see how it kind of changes as the preseason goes on. All right. First off, um, the depth chart has uh, on, on offense, we'll talk on offense. You have three rookie starters, Wandell Robinson, Evan Neal, um, and Daniel Bellinger are all listed as starters. So no surprise there, to be honest with you. I mean, that's how it was trending. The wide receiver spot, let's take a look at that. Wide receiver, you've got Kenny Galladay is going to be your ex, and behind him, Darius Slayton is listed in front of C.J. Board and Colin Johnson, two guys who, by the way, I think have had a little bit better of a camp than, than Darius Slayton. So that could be, you know, the reason why that could be listed as such, Slayton has been uh, in the league a little bit longer than I believe Ward and Johnson. So that's where maybe you don't put stock in an in a, in a, uh, unofficial depth chart, but still Slayton, if I tell you, he hasn't really been running a whole lot with the ones this summer, that's very telling. And I think more telling than, you know, stacking this up according to um, experience. 
All right. At wide receiver, number two, you've got Robinson. Like I said, he is listed as a starter. Behind him, Richie James, who was a guy who has really looked good this summer and dating back to the spring. Richie James has return uh, capabilities and is somebody who right now is making a pretty strong push for the roster. Um, Right tackle, obviously, Evan Neal. He's going to be a starter. Glowinski at right guard. John Feliciano at center. The backup center listed is Jameel Douglas. Now, I kind of get the impression, and this is kind of interesting, the Giants have tried different backup centers when John Feliciano was out with his heat-related issue um, a couple weeks ago. And of the options, I thought Shane Lemieux was the most reliable, most consistent. You know, we saw some bad snaps from Jameel Douglas and Ben Bredesen. Max Garcia got in there. Um, you would think that, you know, maybe Lemieux would get some more looks, but it looks like the Giants really want one of these other backup offensive linemen to win the starting, I'm sorry, not the starting job, the uh, backup center job, because it sounds like they want to leave Lemieux at left guard rather than move him to center. He hasn't really dabbled much at center. He's still kind of learning the position. And maybe would be there in, in an extreme emergency, but um, that that could be it. But you know, look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If Feliciano isn't resigned after this year, because remember he's only signed to a one year deal, they have got to get a full time center in here, a guy who has done it in college. Um, whether that's a draft pick, whether that's a free agent, get a get a legitimate center in here, not not a guard convert. Um, you know, get your long term center in place. All right, um, Shane Lemieux at left guard, Andrew Thomas at left tackle. Interestingly, Josh Izudu is listed as the backup left guard and the backup left tackle. It is very likely that Izudu, who is listed as questionable, will not play, at which point you will see, um, according to this depth chart, you'll probably see Max Garcia uh, at guard. And Devery, Devery Hamilton, who has had his struggles in camp at tackle. Um, another guy, you know, I know a lot of people have asked about Roy uh, Mabateka. I'm going to struggle with that name. I've got to ask him again how to pronounce it. But um, somebody, I think, asked me uh, in the comment section about Roy, the uh, young Nigerian uh, player who OCU Manura found through his uprise program over in Africa. And, um, you know, Bobby Johnson was asked about him today uh, in the media sessions. And Bobby Johnson basically said, look, you got to remember, Roy's only put on pads, what, four times? So basically, the, the you know, the takeaway there was this young man has the talent. He has the, the tool set. He has the want to. He doesn't have the experience, and that's what they've got to build up. They've got to build that up. They've got to build his technique up. Folks, he's going to be a practice squatter, a guy who, you know, is a long-term development developmental project. Don't expect to see him beyond the preseason, um, if, if you see him at all at preseason. So tremendous size, by the way. The young man, he, I mean, he's got a wingspan that reminds me a lot of Roman Obens. I don't know if you guys remember Roman Oben, but years ago he was he was one of their tackles and he had the wingspan 
that could literally span from New York to California. That's how long his arms were. Uh, Roy has a similar um, type of wingspan, just a big, big man with tremendous strength and, and power. All right, rounding out the rest of the offensive depth chart, Kadarius Tony is listed as as a, as a starter. Um, and behind him, they have again Darius Slayton and David Sills. I don't David Sills isn't going to play, and then there's Keelan Doss. So we'll see how many times the Giants have three receivers on the field. I have a feeling we'll see a lot of uh, three receiver sets. Tight end um, with Ricky Seals Jones injured. Uh, looks like it's going to be Bellinger, Chris Myrick, and uh, with with Andre Miller on the shelf. Jordan Aikens is going to get an opportunity to really step in there. So we'll see how those three do. If the Giants even plan to keep three tight ends, I don't know if they will, but tight end could be a position where maybe at some point they they look to add. And then, you know, you've got your three quarterbacks, Jones, Taylor, and Davis Webb. Those three should all make the roster, I would think. So, you know, nothing too weird about the Giants depth chart on offense. Let's talk about the defense, though, because this I found kind of interesting. Now let's take a look at the defense where they have some different um, position designations for some of the players. So um, nose tackle, they do, they list Dexter Lawrence as a nose tackle, uh, backed up by Justin Ellis and DJ Davidson as third, followed by David Moe and Christopher Hinton. Defensive tackle, they have Leonard Williams and Jalen Holmes listed um, as, as the top two guys there. And then they have listed as a defensive end instead of an outside linebacker. Um, they have Aziz Ojolari, who's on NFI and won't play, followed by Jihad Ward and Ellerson Smith. So kind of interesting because G- Jihad Ward and Ellerson Smith were primarily defensive end guys. They they were three-point stance, you know, play with their hand in the dirt. So they're being designated as such as opposed to outside linebacker. The outside linebacker position, matter of fact, you don't see OLB listed at all on the step chart. You see a position called rush, as in pass rusher. So one rookie, um, that would be Kayvon Thibodeau, and he is going to be followed by O'Shane Zimenez and Quincy Roche. Roche has been buried on the depth chart. I mean, based on the reps he's gotten, he's just been buried. Um, and right now looks like he's going to have a, a, a big... Um, hill to climb to, to maybe beat out O'Shane Zimenez. All right, your middle linebacker where there's a pretty steep competition going right now, Blake Martinez, Carter Coughlin, who won't play uh, because he's injured, Micah McFadden and, and Austin Calitro, who they signed um, after the start of camp. Your will linebacker, weak site linebacker, Tay Crowder, Darian Beavers, and Cam Brown. Cam Brown is interesting because Thomas McGahee, the special teams coordinator, loves him. And if it comes down to whether Cam Brown makes the team or Carter Coughlin makes the team, I just have a feeling that Brown's going to make it ahead of Coughlin, just based on the special team's ability alone. All right, your cornerbacks, obviously, Adore Jackson and Aaron Robinson. Um, you're, they have, a, instead of a slot cornerback, they listed as an NB. That would be Darnay Holmes and Cordell Flott are one and two. Um, Khalil Dorsey is listed ahead of Michael Jaquette, the third, which I found interesting. I thought Jaquette would be maybe the third guy on the depth chart. But again, this is an unofficial depth chart. I get it. 
And your safeties, Julian Love is listed as the strong safety, Xavier McKinney as the free safety, with Andrew Adams listed as the backup free safety, and Yusef Corker looks like he's going to be listed as the backup strong safety, if the coaches again follow this unofficial chart. So that's your defense alignment. alignment. Now, on specials, they don't break down, you know, anything beyond holder, snapper, all that stuff, but... I found it interesting that the punt returner and kickoff returner listed is CJ Board and not Richie James. I thought for sure that uh, Richie James would would be uh, maybe up there. And, and James is actually listed as the third kickoff returner behind Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, remember, folks, hasn't really been a part of special teams. He is listed as a return specialist for special teams. So maybe the this is the coach's way of, you know, trying to find a spot for, for Slayton, who has good size and who can, you know, take the top off of a, of a defense. Just, you know, he just hasn't been able to get it done for whatever reason the last couple of years. So that is the depth chart, the rundown on uh, offense, defense, and special teams. Again, it is an unofficial depth chart. Um, some interesting stuff, like I said. But uh, it'll be, you know, the, the true test will be how they follow each other in the, the games. That'll tell us what the coaches are thinking in terms of depth chart, as opposed to maybe what the PR staff kind of assume. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this edition of the Lathan Giants podcast. Again, tomorrow we will do Twitter Thursday. Friday, David Turner will join me. Um, we'll take the show on the Friday morning and uh, get, our, get the observations out as quickly as we can after everybody's had a chance to look at tape and uh, we'll send you into the weekend. So hope you will tune in again. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. I'm Patricia Trana. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Giants fans.